matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. When it comes to the early life of the Christian church, the book of Acts is an important resource. If Christian teachings are familiar to you, probably the one story in the book of Acts that you know is the story of Pentecost where in chapter 2 the disciples are all gathered in the upper room and all of a sudden a wind blows through and flames and tongues of fire rest on everyone's head. It's got real cinema potential. You know, it's filled with all these images of like, wow, what's going on? That's pretty cool. And another piece of that story is that people started talking in other languages, like languages they weren't studying in school or hadn't heard in their home. And people understood things that they had not understood before. And that's an important event in the life of the church. We celebrate it every year. It's often a time when we confirm students and adults in faith, and they say, I'm going to take this on and be a part of church or a part of Christian community. What happens after that event is that community arises. And I say event carefully because Pentecost continues to happen and continues to be a part of the Christian story. And what we know post-Pentecost, after a Pentecost event, is that the people who are Affected, the people who witness it, the people who experience it, begin devoting themselves more fully to the teachings of Jesus, to learning and living these teachings more fully. It's a devotion to life and community, to the ritual of breaking bread and shared meals and prayers. Let's just listen to a little segment of that in the second chapter of the book of Acts. The title is Life Among the Believers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. Those are the leaders. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts. Sounds just like dinner at our house, right? Yours too, right? Eating with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their numbers. Now, admittedly, the author of the book of Acts, whom we know as Luke, paints a rather idyllic scene. So... Rather than looking at the writings as a blueprint for life in Christian community, we can look at the writings, look at what the writings point to. They point to facets of the earliest community's experience, of the earliest community's character and their intention. It's helpful to remember some of the virtues and ideals 
that were prevalent at the time that this was written. Ideals like that expressed in Deuteronomy chapter 15, there will be no one in need among you. Or ideals and virtues like the concept of Greek friendship, which is among friends, everything is common. Or the practice of hospitality, which describes possessions as belonging equally to one's guests. Well, isn't that a lovely little trinket on your counter? Thank you. I'll take that home. Be careful who you invite to dinner. (laughs) It really is less about model church practices and more about the dynamic power of God among believers. All this writing in the book of Acts. If God is not the star of the story, then we're not quite engaged in what it means to be church. And there needs to be continuity between the ministry of Jesus and the early church. There's no disconnect there. They are powerfully and wonderfully created, even as they are expanded. You can look at some things and say, Jesus never said anything about that. And, then, and that's true. He didn't speak about every single topic in totality. But it's a foundation from which we stand and walk and move. The sign of God's reign in Jesus' ministry was healing and restoration of fractures and breaks in human relationships, one to the other, toward a life in community. This is what community looks like. It's an ever-expanding circle of grace that walks around and says, yes, you too, yes, you too, yes, even you, yes, you, most certainly you, you too. A sign of God's reign in Acts is the creation of a new community where life for everyone and all is sustained. It's not just a human endeavor. endeavor. Sounded like human endeavor, didn't it? Wow. At least I'm using Colorado references now. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, so it's not just humans. It's all of life. All of creation. So maybe a question for this church community is, how do we embody the teachings of Jesus by our life together? Amelia showed wonderful pictures of how this is happening with our youth. What's the sign of God's reign in this community? Well, let's go back again to the book of Acts, this time the fourth chapter, and you're going to hear some similar themes to what you heard in the first reading. Now, the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native, a Cyprus, Joseph, 
to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Do you see the connection between generosity and encouragement? Holding all things in common doesn't have to be material. And I know that last week, Amelia shared with you some important reflections on what it means to have enough, what enough is. And it's a very small step from enough to realizing that many have more than enough. If you can make that leap to say, wow, we really do have enough, then just a tiny step to we have extra. We have more than we need. You see, the the concept of church is not a program or a plan. There's no program or plan in here. Let's resist trying to look at it as a blueprint of what we must do. I know those, those of us who have homes are relieved now. You don't have to sell it and place the money at the feet of our ushers. But it's a movement. It's a movement that says you are welcome and worthy and wanted to each person and to all of creation. It's a you too movement. So take a moment. Take a moment to consider movements in your lifetime or movements that have been well documented in U.S. or world history. These are movements of liberation and freedom, movements of restoration and healing, movements as from the standpoint of all are honored and valued, would be seen as progress toward that. Do you have a movement in mind? Something. Does something come to mind? I'm not going to ask you to share it. Just let me know you're still awake and that you have one. Thank you. Now I want you to call to mind some of the images connected to that movement that are, again, well documented. You've seen photographs. You've read stories, perhaps an image in a textbook, a poster on a wall, a saying or a slogan that's connected to it. It's getting clearer now, right? Now, let's keep going. Trace the spirit at work in this movement. Now, you're going to call it the spirit. Other people might call it different things. But we're going to call it the spirit. Can you describe or name the unity of heart and soul? In other words, the recognition of the common value and need that was the underpinning of this movement. What was the hope of that movement? Or what is the hope if it's still ongoing, as many are? Allow yourself to imagine the generosity at work, the generosity of time and talent and treasure that helps to provide energy and people power to the movement. 
I'm sure this was a movement of more than one person. It always is. It never can be just one person. So how did it pick up momentum and grow in numbers? And again, what was the fundamental commitment to care for one another? This is the dynamic power of post-Pentecost at work. This is the church through the lens of community. This is what it means to be the church, to be part of the dynamic power of God's spirit at work, is to be swept up into this movement that is always in process, always unfolding. So how might the church itself be a sign that encourages and invites participation? Dietrich Bonhoeffer is a theologian known to some of you, and he was very pointed in his statements. He says, Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. I prefer the spirit of Bonhoeffer in this statement. How does our life as a church lead people to question their disbelief in the power of love? Because you see, these movements are not Christian movements. They're movements of the Spirit of God. And that's Christian language. But it's not exclusive. There's room for people who call it different things. And people of different faith communities. And people who choose to not be part of any faith community. But it's the common underpinning of a commitment to care for one another. So let's try not to get hung up on language. And let's try to see what it is about our language and our life as a community that can invite people in, regardless of the language. I know this is happening in the trip to Puerto Rico. I know this happens in our youth groups and in all the service projects that they do. I know it's happening, so I'm not pretending or unaware. Think of the collection of artists that present their artwork in the art lounge. Be aware of this movement. Be aware of the spirit that's behind it. Because you've got pictures to take. And taking a picture is the capacity to capture something. It's not an idea, it's not a thought. It's something you can point to, something you can codify in a picture. The United Church of Christ, the denomination of this congregation and this community, is making a point of letting people know that the foundation of the denomination is radical hospitality and expansive theology. In other words, yes, you too. Yes, even you. And there be the church banner, 
which has been hanging from our bell tower, is filled with what seems to be essential for this time and place. It's a list of where the dynamic power of God has been sensed or seen and is on the move. So take a look at the card. Protect the environment, care for the poor, forgive often, reject racism, fight for the powerless, share earthly and spiritual resources, embrace diversity, love God, enjoy this life. Hmm. Have you seen the power of God at work in these movements? We're going to dive down into each one in consecutive weeks. We're going to do a total of nine. So if you haven't seen it yet, hopefully the invitation of each week will draw it to your attention, and then you can capture it in picture. This list is an indication of where the power of love is at work. That's the simplest way to put it. That's what it means to love. And as church, we must hold this list in grace and not in blame or shame. We don't need to point fingers. Like the early church, we can surround it in study and prayer. I know many of you were at the class this morning. And if you weren't able to make it this morning, come next week. Approach it with curiosity and care, as we will approach all things. Because this is as good a day as any to consider your interest, your willingness, and your commitment to be the church. Not alone, but together. In a way that can be captured. In a photograph, or a painting, or even a song. Because once we're willing to be the church, then we get to imagine the possibilities of what we can accomplish and be a part of together. Friends, wherever you go, whatever you do, you are in God's care. So go forth to be the church. Go forth to love and to serve our God by serving others. Go forth assured with the promise that God's love enfolds you, Christ's peace fills you, and the communion that is the Holy Spirit, that is the community of the Spirit, is there to encourage you and to sing with you along the way. And let us say together, Amen.